friends and neighbors, welcome back to y'all as we continue the show today on this Thursday, working our way through the work week. I'm your host, John Rawl. Hope your Thursday's going well, well and good, and gooder than snuff, as some people in the South would say. This is the show that's all about the South, where we talk news, we have opinion, we have sports, we have a little weather when it's warranted. We also talk maybe fashion from time to time. And, of course, we have plenty of sports news and music news and book news and all that right here on the show all about the South. Y'all, talk with a Southern accent. Coming up on today's show, we'll tell you about festivals later this hour. Festivals going on here this weekend, next weekend, most of which have some kind of connection to Halloween. My goodness, the Halloween so-called holiday coming up. Be here before you know it. And there are lots of places across the South that go all out for Hallow's Ween, and pumpkins are sold, and people go on pumpkin rides, and it's just big business, and that's if there's an attraction. Of course, the business of Halloween going, getting candy, and all that is a big deal to a lot of folks in the South, so we will tell you all about some specific Halloween-related festivals and events going on. In fact, here recently on the show, we spotlighted some events going on in October in the state of Alabama. Well, The state of Tennessee got jealous, and they sent us a list of some really cool things going on in the volunteer state before we turned the page to the month of November. So we want to tell you what all is going on in the volunteer state in October in just a few minutes here on the Y'all Show, so you don't want to miss out on that here as we tell you all about it. Our number is 803-816-1170. And you can also email us, y'all show at yall.com. Simple way to reach out to us here via the phone, where you can call or text that number, 803-816-1170. And then we have the email, y'all show at y'all.com. And we also have our new, improved, and awesome website, y'all.com, the homepage of the South, y'all.com. And coming up in hour two of today's show, we will tell you all about some new books. We'll look at the Amazon Hot 100 list, and some of those books near the top have a southern connection, and we'll tell you about it as we do our book spotlight by the book in hour two of the Y'all Show. And, of course, Thursdays we turn the page in sports to the SEC, and we'll have our Southeastern Conference focus on a couple of big matchups going on this weekend. Of course, the monster matchup is next weekend, LSU hosting Alabama, I think LSU might pull the shocker. I really think they can do a good job next week in Baton Rouge. We'll have plenty on that matchup on next week's y'all. But this week, well, the best you're going to get is a pretty good game. Georgia and Florida, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party taking place in Jacksonville. And we're going to hear from the head coaches of those two programs. We'll hear from Kirby Smart of the Dogs, and we'll hear from Dan Mullen, the skipper of the Gators As they held press conferences this week, we'll hear the coaches talk about this big battle in the SEC East. And if somehow Florida prevails, they will be in a good spot as they try to get to the SEC East crown and get to Atlanta, somewhere they haven't been in a while. And if they can knock off Georgia, yes, they lost to Kentucky. But I think Kentucky is primed for another loss somewhere here pretty soon. And Florida sees themselves, especially with this game being at a neutral site in Jacksonville, if they can just somehow get past the dogs, man, they could find themselves in Atlanta playing for an SEC championship. So we'll have 
outdoor cocktail party spotlight coming up in hour two, plus another great game going on this weekend in the SEC is on the west side of the ledger. Texas A&M travels to Octiba Hall County, and they travel to take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs at Davis Wade Stadium. And we do a show here, our sister show, we do a show for Texas A&M Aggie fans called Maroon and White Report. And this is an awesome show syndicated across Texas. We've been doing that for a couple of years. You can go to crmsports.com and download it. It's an awesome show. And it's available on, on stations across Texas as well. And I serve as a producer of that show. Well, I was listening in to this week's show, and the quarterback for A&M back in 2016 is Trevor Knight. Now, you may remember him. He came to Aggieland from Oklahoma, and he was one of those graduate transfers, I think. Well, he skippered the Aggies and did a pretty good job a couple of years ago. Well, they played in Starkville in 2016 when he was QB, and boy, does he have a very negative feeling about Mississippi State, Starkville, and I guess you could call that Northeast Mississippi, East Mississippi, where they're located. And Mississippi State fans, you're going to be irate when you hear this former quarterback for A&M and the Oklahoma Sooners bash your school, bash your area. He doesn't hold back. And it's quite funny, okay? Now, here at the Y'all Show, we try to be kind of like that other network, fair and balanced. We're going to let a real great representative of Mississippi State, well, he won't be bashing Texas A&M, but he will be on to talk about the dogs. And that's Matt Wyatt. Remember Matt Wyatt, quarterback, back when Jackie Sherrill was the head coach in Starkville in the 90s? Sherrill, who, of course, was a head coach at Texas A&M prior to going to Starkville. Well, Matt Wyatt's been a radio personality and a television personality in the state of Mississippi for a number of years. And he was a guest on the Maroon and White Report with Gabe Bach, the host of that, our sister show here of the Y'all Show. And we're going to let Matt Wyatt kind of talk about Mississippi State, especially the quarterback situation, as, man, Bulldog fans are ready to make a change at quarterback, especially if they can't get a win this weekend against the Ags. So we'll have Matt Wyatt representing Mississippi State and a former quarterback for A&M talking bad about State, but also giving us a little insight about Jimbo's Jimbo Fisher's program. That's ahead an hour or two in our SEC spotlight. Now, that is great radio, great podcast, great everything, great media coming up. You don't want to miss it. Now, looking at the headlines across the South, Simpsonville, South Carolina is the place you should have been if you wanted to win nearly 1.6 million big ones. That's the town where the lucky person bought a lottery ticket in the Mega Millions drawing, and they went to the gas station there and purchased it at the KC Mart number 7. Not 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, or 6. KC Mart number 7 in Simpsonville. Simpsonville, by the way, is just to the south of Greenville, kind of on the interstate toward Columbia. Oh, 15, 20 minutes, not far from Fountain Inn. <laughs> Fountain Inn, South Carolina. I think Simpsonville is the hometown of Ray Allen. Does that sound right? No. One of the famous NBA stars is from Simpsonville. I should know who it is. It might be Kevin Garnett. He, he might be from Simpsonville. One of, those, one of those guys, heck, it might have been both of them, might be from Simpsonville, South Carolina. But, yeah, that is what maybe they were best known for. But now they've got somebody that's richer than one of those NBA stars 
as someone there in South Carolina is a state where you do not have to publicly declare you're the winner of the lottery. So we may never know who won the Mega Millions drawing from Tuesday night. It was not me. I was in Simpsonville just a couple of months ago. I didn't stop. I passed through it on my way, I think, to Clinton, South Carolina. But, yeah, if I had known better, I would have gone ahead and got my Mega Millions ticket right there. But I I bought several. I'm sure most of you out there listening, especially if you live in a state with a Mega Millions drawing, you probably donated to the cause. And lucky South Carolinian that's going to win a bunch of money can thank us later. But, yeah. Now, one great thing I read about this station there in Simpsonville, the KC Mark Number 7, the owner says that they're going to split their if you're a venue that sells the winning ticket, you get some kind of reward, and it's a sizable reward for being a participant in the lottery system. And I saw where the owner has already announced they're going to split some of that money with their employees. Now, that's a pretty cool thing. That is a pretty cool thing. And at this store in Simpsonville, SC, people are going to it, taking pictures with the owner, and they're also helping, hoping that maybe lightning will strike twice because there's been the Powerball drawing going on in addition to Mega Millions, and perhaps that will come through once again. But, yeah, Simpsonville getting a lot of attention, and rightfully so. Of all the places in the country, we've got a southern place that is the home of the winning Mega Millions drawing, and in a great little southern town, Simpsonville, in the upstate of South Carolina. And if the person comes forward and declares who they are, we'll we'll give them a big salute, and they'll, then we'll say, hey, Remember that bill I paid for you? Remember that favor I did and you owe me money? No, probably you're not going to know them. But they're probably going to get tons of people coming out of the woodwork saying, Hey, I'm your long-lost cousin, John. Hey, I think you should give me a couple mil. All right, tragic news coming from Alabama. One person has died and 11 have been injured in in a school bus crash there in the state of Alabama. And this happened after a Toyota Tacoma traveling on the interstate in Alabama went in an opposite direction and crossed the median, striking the bus in Talladega County, according to police there. And the bus was carrying a high school JV football team along with the middle school's 7th and 8th grade teams. 25 students and 3 adults were on the bus when the crash occurred in Talladega County, Alabama. It happened on Interstate 20 eastbound at the 168-mile marker. Now, that's right near... The Talladega Raceway, of course, if you're familiar with East Alabama. So tragic news there with this school bus crashing in Alabama. I don't have any further details, but anytime a child dies on a school bus, it's a terrible thing. But one person's dead. I don't know if it's a child or an adult at this point. As I said, it happened uh, as they were going to a football event. And we know that the driver of the car... Amanda Nicole Hubbard, age 31, died in the crash. So it was a fatal accident both from the car and also 11 injured in the bus that we know about. More details coming in Alabama. The senator from Alabama is Doug Jones. He's the Democrat that beat Roy Moore in the special election. Well, he's saying something after what happened on Wednesday. Remember hearing and reading the stories of uh, bombs being sent to people like Barack Obama Hillary Clinton, one went to the CNN headquarters in New York. Well, the senator, the Democratic senator from Alabama, he's now saying that the words of President Donald Trump can lead to violence, just like George Wallace's did back in 1963. 
Uh, that's not exactly what people want to hear. But speaking in Alabama, Jones said, I can tell you that there was a bomb that exploded in Birmingham in 1963 that killed four girls because former safety public commissioner Bull Connor and former governor George Wallace said things that empowered them. And he was at one time, by the way, Jones, a federal attorney. And he prosecuted two of the four KKK members responsible for that bombing back in the early 2000s as in his role as a federal attorney. But yet go, going out and saying things like this, and I know if President Trump hears about it, he won't be too happy. This happened at a campaign rally at the New Era Baptist Church in Fairhope, Alabama, this week as Jones was in support of campaigns going on in the state of Alabama. Earlier this week, we played you some audio from the DeSantis and Gillum debate, the two gentlemen running for the governor in the state of Florida. Well, new documents contradict what Gillum said in the debate. Text messages and other documents surrounding trips made by the Democratic candidate for governor are being turned over as part of an ongoing ethics investigation. And some of the documents appear to contradict Gillum's assertion that he paid for all expenses related to two trips to Costa Rica and New York City. An attorney representing a Tallahassee lobbyist turned over the documents Tuesday in response to a subpoena from Florida's Ethics Commission. The mayor of Tallahassee has steadfastly denied that he's done anything wrong, which is separate but related to an ongoing FBI investigation into city government. So the governor not needing this kind of negative press coming out and an ongoing investigation as he he's got a good chance to win in Florida. It's, it's going to be a it's going to be a close one, just like it's going to be a close one in Georgia as Florida potentially could elect its first black governor. Well, so can Georgia, and it would also be the first black female governor in the state in, in the entire country. And she also is a lesbian, so it'd be the first openly gay governor, I think, in American history, certainly in the South. Well, we know that it's going to be razor thin in the Peach State, and a federal judge ordered on Wednesday to temporarily block election officials in Georgia from tossing out absentee ballots or application when a voter's signature does not match the signature on their voter registration card. This came from Judge Lee Martin May, and she works in the Northern District of Georgia. And she said officials should have to notify voters first before they can reject absentee ballots with mismatched signatures. And again, Abrams has been a champion uh, fighting against voter suppression. Of course, Kemp, the Republican nominee, who is the Secretary of State of Georgia, he's kind of been under the examination because of his stance against, I guess, double people have them in multiple uh, spellings of their name and such and there's actually a a state law that he says he cites of his justification for some of the things going on to not suppress but just to follow the law it says that's what his excuse or what he says is so a judge jumping into the fray here in georgia as we're just weeks away now really days away from the november 6th election for governor in georgia and florida and of course senate and governor's races and house races all over the South. This is the Y'all Show. We've got plenty of more activity in the South to report on, including 
What's going on in the Atlantic? There's a new disturbance. Oh, Lordy, we don't need more bad weather. We'll tell you about that and much, much more. Some fun stuff, too. That's coming up next here on The Y'all Show with John Rawl. We see it every day. They cut you off, and they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you have 14 login passwords, and you can't remember any of them. Doug 1, Doug 2, Doug is awesome. Doug is awesome, 1, 2, 3. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. Doug is super cool, ampersand, underscore, exclamation point, exclamation point, 1985. Knew it. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. show our number is 803-816-1170 text i dare you i double dog dare you 803-816-1170 let us know what you think good bad and different suggestions comments praise scorn we'll take it here on the y'all show and we're going to continue on with the headlines we've got some good festivals for you to check out this weekend and next weekend alike and that's coming up in the next segment, so hold on for that. But before you go a-traveling, let's continue with what's going on in the Southland. And this could affect your travel plans. There is a disturbance in the Atlantic that forecasters are watching. And it's becoming better organized, according to the National Hurricane Center. And this may form into a tropical depression or a tropical storm by Friday or Saturday, according to the Hurricane Center. 
The large area of disturbed weather was associated with a broad area of low pressure located about 900 miles east of the northern Leeward Islands. And the forecasters are watching it. This system was forecast to turn westward well to the northeast of the Lesser Antilles through early next week. Tropical formation chances were 40% over the next 48 hours and 70% over the next five days. So this thing could kind of steer toward the east coast, it looks like, if it does form. We hope that formation does not occur. We don't need any more wet stuff and damaging winds and more lives lost. We're pushing nearly, I think, 50 to 60 deaths with Florence, and we're probably around that area now with Hurricane Michael, and we don't we don't need it. So let's say a prayer that this unnamed disturbance goes off into the hinterlands of the Atlantic. Now to Tennessee, and a girl there sadly has died after being shot by her brother. And that's terrible in itself, but it's even more sad when this 10-year-old was accidentally shot in the head by her twin brother in Lawrence County in the community of St. Joseph near Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, on the Alabama line. And this occurred in a parking lot of a Dollar General on Sunday, according to a local Nashville TV station. A parent had gone into the store and left his twins alone in the car during the time the boy found a handgun and accidentally shot his sister. She was airlifted to Vanderbilt Medical Center in Nashville, where she later died. The station reports there's no charges being filed in this case, but God, what a horrible thing to have to go through your life knowing that not only did you kill your sibling, but it was your twin. And that's what happened in Lawrence County, Tennessee, with the death of this young 10-year-old. Hey, I love me some news. I love me some y'all news. That that needs to be a streaming site, y'all news. We already have y'all.com. Well, I be... I, I know that many of you out there, including myself, I don't pay for cable TV. I don't pay for satellite. Sorry. Sorry, AT&T, U-verse, DirecTV, whatever the heck you are now. I cut the cord. And I love it. But what it means is it can be a challenge when you want to keep up with news. Although I see it as a plus, especially if you have CBSN on your Apple TV or Roku, for no other reason, you can log on anytime and get stories. Some have just been posted maybe in the, in the last hour or two, but oftentimes they're, they're live. They really truly are live, just like CNN, and you can see the live stuff. And, and if you're watching something dated, it'll actually pop up if something major is breaking. They'll interrupt that, and, and you'll be able to see that. So I give a lot of credit to CBSN for the job they do. They got some great talent on the air. They just started a morning show the other day. Vlad Duchens is the guy's name, and I forgot the Anne-Marie Green. Hey, I think I got that right. I'm totally doing off all of this off memory. Now, I don't like the fact that Green is from Canada. Can't we have an American pe- person? You know, I know we had old Peter... Back in the ABC days on on ABC's nightly news, Peter Jennings. But come on, this is our news in America is, I'm just being a a nationalist, just like uh, Trump was being picked on for what he said earlier this week. I love to see me some American 
folks doing it. Now, if it's an international story, of course, I expect it actually sounds better if you have foreign people, not American, reporting outside of our borders. But when, when we have stuff here in America, I want to hear American voices. I want to hear American accents. And I prefer to hear a good Southern accent. Well, I, I say all this to tell you, you've got a new streaming network available if you're a cable cutter like myself. It's called Signal, and it comes to us from NBC News. And as a junkie of news, I'm glad because the one thing I will give CBS in credit for, they're free. You don't have to have, even have an email account or use someone else who has a DirecTV subscription to, to get it. And then CNN, they do a good job, but you have to somehow prove you're paying for cable somehow to, to get the CNN streaming stuff. Well, I don't know what, a, what all exactly Signal is going to be like, but at least NBC's realizing that there's a lot of people out there who are not going to see anything NBC does unless they do what they're doing here. Now, MSNBC has been available, for example, on smartphones. You can watch MSNBC Live on your phone, but for whatever reason, I have I have an Apple TV. They don't have an app where I can go watch all the liberal wacko stuff like Morning Joe. Now, I like watching that stuff because, frankly, I am a conservative. Now, we're not trying to be a hardcore conservative show, but we may have elements of conservative stuff on this show because this is a conservative part of the country, to be honest with you. I'm just serving the folks. But I, 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 I don't like people who are conservatives who never listen to what liberals have to say, just as I don't like liberals who never have any knowledge of what conservatives have to say. And so if you're a true junkie like I am, I like watching Rachel Maddow. She's very good. She's a very good host. I don't like her content, but she does a good job, and she's pretty funny. And actually, I haven't even seen her, and here's the reason I haven't seen her, because it's hard for me to get her, because MSNBC isn't on Apple TV. But perhaps they will be, thanks to this new signal. So I, I'm looking forward to having NBC, because, look, they are out in the field. I know we have tons of people who are addicted to Fox News. And Fox News does have some great personalities. I love listening to some of Hannity. I love listening to some of Laura Ingram and others. But when it comes to breaking news, Fox News Channel is the last channel you want to be watching. They're terrible. They're absolutely horrible. And I like breaking news. I mean, true breaking news. And the reason they're terrible is they just don't have the connections with the local affiliates across the country like CNN does. But they're partnerships they have. And MSNBC, because of all the NBC affiliates, they have tentacles across the entire country. And that's the difference. That's why Fox is a big F when it comes to real news. Now, for fun and for personalities, yeah, they're pretty good. So... I'm going to be anxious to watch this. I'm just telling everybody here about this new NBC News Signal, a streaming video channel, and it's out right now. By mid-2019, the network will run 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and some of the features on it are already underway. So another choice. And up next, now that we have Signal from NBC and CBSN, y'all streaming we're going to go more than 24 hours a day. We're going to go like 26 hours a day. How, how about that? Does that sound like a, a good thing? Yeah, we, we need to have that kind of philosophy. 
but we're excited about a new option if you're a TV junkie. Sad news from Kentucky in the Louisville suburb of Jefferson Town. Two people died at a Kroger store after police say a man and one woman were killed there on Wednesday. A person is in custody after the shooting. The police chief of Jefferson Town said a man walked into the Kroger on Taylorsville Road near the corner of the Hurstbourne Parkway and fired multiple shots at a man. He then walked outside of Kroger and fired more shots at a woman in the parking lot. Police said they were not sure about the motive. It's possible he just went into the store and started firing at random. And when that question was posed, the police chief responded, I don't know what the motive was, but, it's not, but it does not appear to be that way. So it happened Wednesday afternoon just outside of Louisville in Jefferson Town, Kentucky. But not often do we see this kind of senseless crime going on in a grocery store. But that's what happened in the Louisville suburbs on Wednesday. What a great story coming from South Carolina. A family there has asked hunters not to kill their pet deer. And I've seen this video for a couple days. They've got yellow tape that they painted around the antlers of this deer in their yard. And they don't want anybody to come to their Chester County property. Chester is not far from Charlotte, North Carolina. And the family says that George, who they've named this deer, they want him to roam freely around their property. But the region gets deeper into the hunting season. They feel compelled that local hunters may try to make George their next Thanksgiving meal. And so they don't want hunters coming here. Please, they put a, a sign that says, Local hunters, please don't shoot the seven-point deer with the yellow tape around his antlers. If you see him, it's George. Also, if you happen to see George, shoot us a... <laughs> Not the best word to use here. If you happen to see George, shoot us a message and let us know where. Very interested to see how far he travels this season. The post ended with the hashtag, hashtag don't shoot George. The family said they adopted the deer after its mother was hit by a car. They said the animal formed bonds with their children and their pet dog as it grew older. Strange things going on in South Carolina when it comes to animals. I have a very close friend of mine that does not have a pet deer, but they have a pet squirrel named Bella, B-E-L-L-A. And if you get really tired and bored and you need a good pick-me-up, Bella's got its own website, I think. And I know you can find it on, on Facebook. There have been articles and stories about Bella the squirrel. I've seen Bella. I've been to Bella's house. And... It is the strangest thing. This squirrel lives out in the yard. Okay, there's it can just be consumed by a hawk anytime. It can run away if it wants, but it has had a multiple years relationship with the Harrison family. And Bella Bella comes up to their door, and they have little costumes they put on Bella, and it's just just a really cute story. There's even a book. I should should have told you about that. I need to get john and brantley on on the show sometime and talk, i'm going to be seeing john in two weeks so there you have it we'll we'll have to do a story about bell the squirrel when i see them in person and and uh that, but yeah bell the squirrel in greenville south carolina with the harrisons is another great story about families and, and their love of pets and the, these wild pets becoming part of the family in south carolina well a south carolina connection went wrong in North Carolina on Wednesday after the military says a C-17 plane from the Joint Base Charleston accidentally dropped a Humvee on the town 
of Cameron, North Carolina. A military spokesman said the C-17 took off from Pope Army Airfield at Fort Bragg on a routine airdrop test training mission and inadvertently dropped a U.S. Army Humvee vehicle prematurely over Cameron, approximately five miles from the Fort Bragg drop zone. According to a report, the aircraft landed safely at Pope Army Airfield in North Carolina. There is no reported injuries or damage to property at this time. It's under investigation. What happened? It states that the Humvee came down via a parachute and landed in a wooden area in a neighborhood. And I'm looking at a picture, and luckily it kind of landed, looks like right on the edge of the woods. Maybe the Humvee actually didn't get injured, <laughs> injured, I guess, damaged, I should say. But, man, what a what a dumb thing to happen. I don't know how that, how that in the world happened. I know we saw last year, I was looking at some YouTube videos, there was a guy from the South who got, kicked out of the army i think because they intentionally made parachutes fail during cargo drops over in germany and there's youtube videos of these humvees coming out of these c-17s way up in the air and there's no parachute and the darn thing falls half a mile a mile from the sky and it's not a pretty sight as it comes crashing down now that is a planned drop but Sometimes people have been killed over stupidity. And luckily in this case, in this accidental discharge of a Humvee in Cameron in North Carolina on Wednesday, nobody got hurt. And we can all maybe have a good laugh when it's all said and done with. Grovetown, Georgia, Mayor Gary Jones this week announced a precautionary policy that would see sex offenders rounded up and monitored by officers while children trick-or-treat on Halloween night. Now, Grovetown is not far from Augusta, and this would be a way to hold sex offenders on Halloween night while the kids are trick-or-treating, but not everybody likes the idea. He wrote this on Facebook, the plan to gather the area's 25 to 30 sex offenders in the city council's chambers is intended to ensure the safety of our children on the night, as well as known for its fun as its frights. The policy applies only to sex offenders on probation. Jones said five officers will keep an eye on the offenders from 6 to 9 p.m. at City Hall. Let me read what his Facebook post says. I don't even know this is legal, but this is what Mayor Gary Jones in Grovetown said. And this is what he put on Facebook this week. In order to ensure the safety of our children, all sex offenders on probation in the city of Grovetown will be housed in the council chambers on Halloween night from 6 to 9 p.m., there are approximately 25 to 30 offenders, and they will be overseen by the Georgia Department of Community Supervision District 10, four officers, and accompanied by one Grovetown officer. Okay. He says it's a good tool to remove temptation or those thought processes from those individuals. Someone out there, I think, would probably have a little bit of a, a problem with Mayor Jones and this idea as it's not unanimously supported in Grovetown. But that's one way to kind of rule out some bad things happening on Halloween night. Sad, sad story, as we've lost the inventor of the green bean casserole. I know, times, tough times out there for all. But the inventor of the green bean casserole died this week at the age of 92. We want to send our thoughts and prayers to the family of Dorcas Riley, who in the 1950s was a supervisor for Campbell's Soup Home Economics Department. 
and was tasked with leading her team to figure out what could be done. The group tested all kinds of recipes repeatedly, and they had to have a perfect score to qualify something to make it ready to go. And Riley and her team settled on what would be first known as the green bean bake, which was an adaptable six-ingredient recipe of green beans, cream of mushroom soup, milk, soy sauce, black pepper, and french fried onions that takes 10 minutes to prep and 30 minutes to bake. And she says she worked on it in the kitchen and ultimately came out a huge success story, the green bean casserole. She died in New Jersey after a battle with Alzheimer's disease. So I know picnics will never be the same. The green bean casserole with the inventor of that dying this week. Police say two people have been injured in Mississippi because of a beer thief. This happened in the Mississippi Delta town of Indianola. And a man was arrested there Monday after police say he stole beer from a delivery truck and led police on a high-speed chase ending in a three-car wreck. At least two people were injured. Indianola Police Chief Edric Hall says police arrested Edwin Sims. Sims pulled alongside a truck and loaded cases of Corona, Budweiser, and other beers into his Chevy Tahoe while a delivery driver was inside a store. Sims then fled and was caught after slamming into two cars. The fire department of Indianola was called for a possible fuel spill, but firefighters ultimately concluded the liquid was just beer. Police didn't immediately list charges against Sims, and it's unclear if he was has a lawyer who could comment about this, as two people injured in a wreck with beer being stolen in Indianola in the Mississippi Delta. A couple has sued Graceland. Now, this is the news of the stupid here on the Halsha. A couple has sued Graceland in Memphis, claiming their visit there ruined their marriage. The man was from Switzerland, and he's suing Graceland after a fire alarm caused a debilitating hearing problem that he claims has now ruined his marriage. According to the lawsuit, the couple who now lives apart is suing Elvis Presley's estate for negligence and seeking damages in excess of $75,000. Hans Peter Gouch was staying at the guest house at Graceland with his daughter in October of last year when he was exposed to a fire alarm for 30 minutes. He says the fire alarm was extremely close to his right ear. In the court documents, Gouch claims the elevators were not working when he tried to exit the third floor. He also said they were able to find two exit signs, but claims there were no exit doors at those signs. 30 minutes later, the fire alarm was turned off and Gouch noticed his ears were ringing. A doctor at a Memphis hospital diagnosed him with tinnitus, and I hope I said that right, a condition that causes someone to hear ringing without there actually being a ringing noise. And according to the suit, Gauch's wife said she's been forced to take on some of her husband's responsibilities with their real estate business. Gauch said he now takes sleeping medication and no longer enjoys physical activities. Elvis Presley Enterprises has not commented on the pending litigation. I know those fire alarms can be a little noisy, but golly, blaming Blaming the king of rock and roll for ending your marriage because of a, a fire alarm? Uh, uh, just, <laughs> where, where are we? Uh, but they're not a southern. These people doing this are from overseas. Over there. All right, this is the Y'all Show. When we come back, we want to ha- make you have a great end of your month of October with some great festivals across the land. When we come back, we've got our festive south. Where should you consider going this weekend 
across the South. We've got some really good ones in the state of Tennessee pool for you. So we'll tell you all about it next year on The Y'all Show. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. A happy, happy day to you. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a southern accent on Instagram. You can find us, Y'all Show. Hopefully you'll follow us, like us, whatever the social media preference you have. We're all about it. On Twitter, we're at Y'all Show. And here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl, we often love to tell you where you should be going. Not that you don't love your home, your happy place you have, wherever that is in the south. But if you've got a little ants in your pants and you want to go burn some gas and, and go check out something kind of different well we have what we call our festive south places across the land that are having events for you to consider going to and over these next two weekends as we turn the page into november you've got halloween of course coming up real soon and with halloween in mind you have this weekend in farragut tennessee the freaky friday fright night go to townoffarragut.org for more information in this East Tennessee city, the Freaky Friday Fright Night. Yo! All right, we told you before about the Lexington, North Carolina Barbecue Festival that's taking place in Lexington, North Carolina this weekend. Auburn, Alabama's got Oktoberfest. That's OK-toberfest, Oktoberfest. Kind of a German connection going on in East Alabama. AuburnOktoberfest.com, the website to go get more info on that. Now, in other states across the south in November, we're going to get to the Tennessee places before we get to November, but in next weekend in early November, I want to tell you about what's going on in Stewart, Florida, which is on the Atlantic coast, not far from Palm Beach. On November 2nd through the 4th, they have the 29th annual Stewart, Florida Air Show. StewartAirShow.com is the website. Stewart is spelled S-T-U-A-R-T. So go, uh, if, the, if the weather's getting a little to you already and you can't handle the cooler temperatures in the evening, well, it's going to be a lot more comfy in Stewart, Florida, and you can go enjoy warm temps, some sunny surf, and some great air show coverage at the 29th Annual Stewart, Florida Air Show going on November 2nd through the 4th. Also during that same time period in Pensacola, where the Blue Angels are based and they train naval aviators in Pensacola, you have the Great Gulf Coast Arts Festival going on in the city of Five Flags or Six Flags. I should know. I think it's Five Flags, Pensacola. And you can go to ggaf.org for more info on this wonderful place on the Emerald Coast and the Great Gulf Coast Arts Festival. November 3rd, you have the National Pumpkin Destruction Day at The Rock, Georgia. TheRockRanch.com is the website. Yeah. After Halloween's over with, you got to do something with that pumpkin. You can't just sit there and let it, you know, go away on its own in front of your whole family. So go to The Rock 
and go to the National Pumpkin Destruction Day. Now that sounds like a lot of fun and I would like to see video of what exactly that is. YouTube, come to the rescue. Help us all see examples of pumpkin destruction. And I guess you can hit a pumpkin with your fist and not do damage. I've never done that. I usually, when I want to throw my fist at something, it's usually a brick wall. And that usually doesn't turn out too well, for me at least. The wall's just fine. But yeah, pumpkins, uh, they probably could handle. And, and it's always best to hit a pumpkin than a person, okay? We're, we're trying to keep you out of jail and keep you clean. So go hit a pumpkin, not a person, if you just need a stress relief. And in Clayton, North Carolina, you have the Shindig. And that is going on November 3rd. That is the Shindig, and that's spelled S-H-I-N-D-I-G dot net is the website. Clayton, North Carolina is not far from Raleigh. I've actually spent the night there uh, a long time ago now that I think about it. But uh, the Shindig is music for your beers. And it's taking over the historic downtown of Clayton, North Carolina. And you'll have lots of different music going on free admission noon to 9 p.m and lineup includes all kinds of musical acts looks more like a kind of a folksy type festival they got nick driver there twisted pine fireside collective forlorn strangers john strictly trio yarn and some other band that i've never heard of and i know i'm gonna destroy the name and they must be pretty good because they they're build very strongly on this website Shithian S-H-Y-T-H-I-A-N and my apologies for destroying your name but I do not I didn't learn that name in school S-C-H-Y-T-H-I-E-N it's all going on in Clayton North Carolina next weekend all right Tennessee lots of stuff going on in Tennessee before we get to the month of November so let me quickly tell you about Halloween in Tennessee the Thomas House Hotel is having folks come there. This is in Red Bowling Springs, Tennessee. And they have a ghost hunt weekend with paranormal researchers guiding you through one of the most terrifying places in the state of Tennessee. So go check out Red Bowling Springs Thomas House Hotel. I had just, just had some friends go there. I had no idea it was haunted or as people in Middle Tennessee and maybe other places in the South call them haints. It's a hainted place. Also in Tennessee, you got Boo at the Zoo at the Nashville Zoo, and uh, also Boo at the Zoo at the Knox at Zoo Knoxville, going on through the end of the month. Boo in the Zoo at the Chattanooga Zoo, and in Memphis, you got Labonner Zoo Boo 27 uh, at going on at the Memphis Zoo. So a lot of good stuff in Tennessee, and here's something kind of cool in Columbia, Tennessee. I, I had no idea you had the Pumpkin Paradise Festival which goes on at the Satterwhite Farms, a 250-acre farm there in Murray County. You can take a hayride, play in the corn box, and test your skills with steer roping. Kids get to spend some time running around the indoor hay maze, enjoying the duck races and the corn cannon, which launches corn in the air. So that is an awesome opportunity for you to go to Columbia, just south of Franklin and south of Nashville for the Pumpkin Paradise Festival going on at Satterwhite Farm. So that's a little taste of what's going on in Middle Tennessee and East Tennessee and more with all the events leading up to Halloween in the Volunteer State. 
And that is our Dixie destination and our festive sounds for this y'all show this week. Well, that will conclude hour one. Thank you for listening to the show all about the South. When we come back in hour two, we've got plenty of Southern books and more featured in the Amazon top 100 sellers. We'll go through most of those books, give you some good ideas to get cuddled up by the fire with your loved one. Or if you're more of a solo reader, go do that anytime you want with your favorite new book. We'll have that coming up. Plus, we're going to have a big time spotlight on the Southeastern Conference. We have audio from Georgia head football coach Kirby Smart, Florida head coach Dan Mullen. Those two teams face off at the world's largest outdoor cocktail party Saturday on CBS. We also have a big contest going on in the SEC West as the Mississippi State Bulldogs host the Texas A&M Aggies. We're going to hear from two former quarterbacks from both of those respective programs talking in hour two. That's all ahead on the Y'all Show Talk with a southern accent. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Hour two of the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for locking us in on your radio dial or if you've downloaded us via the free podcast options like iTunes Podcast or if you have any of the other streaming services that offer great podcasts for you to choose. We're just glad that you've cozied up with us here on the Y'all Show. We've got SEC football aplenty coming up as we're going to talk about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party that's happening this weekend in jacksonville florida georgia florida or is it florida georgia we'll hear from the coach of the gators we'll hear from the coach of the bulldogs later this hour and also there's another big game going on in the sec all this part of our sec spotlight here on thursday's y'all show big action going on in the sec west as texas a&m packs its traveling bags And they head off to Starkville, Stark Vegas. And the Bulldogs, with all their cowbells a-clanging, will be playing the Aggies. And we're going to hear from two former quarterbacks of both of those programs in this hour. And one of them is quite vocal about how he hates the other place. And he's only been there one time when he was quarterbacking his team. Probably a little unfair, maybe, but we're nice people here on the Y'all Show, so we're going to give a former quarterback of the other team a chance to really promote his team, his alma mater, 
and give you a better idea of what that team is all about, especially with the quarterback position. So that's coming up here on the Y'all Show in hour two. And then I want to remind you, tomorrow's Friday, and we'll have our Friday free for y'all. We'll have all our usual Friday good stuff as we close out the week here on this show all about Dixie. Now, on y'all, we often talk about books. We love to promote books. Books are a good thing, don't you think? Yep, yep. We all agree on that. Uh, well, if you don't, you should. Okay. Well, we have Buy the Book, where we talk about new books. And we're going to go back for a visit to the Amazon bestsellers that's out there, the best-selling books. Not what the so-called experts like, you know, the people that read books, and they're like, oh, I, this is the best book ever written. It's number one. Now, this is purely based on what's making money. And so we have the best bestsellers list, according to Amazon, and this is something that you can go check hourly. It gets updated. So oddly enough, number one and number two are cartoon-type books. The one book's been around a long time. Number one is The Wonky Donkey from Craig Smith, and it's available only in paperback. Number two is a Donald Trump-inspired book, Whose Boat Is This Boat? And it's from the staff of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. So you know it's going to be a wise wise guy book about President Trump. But let's number two on this list. You can go buy it right now for less than 10 bucks. Maybe you can if you don't if you don't like the late show, which I don't. I don't watch any of these late night shows because I just I, I don't like how they to, almost all have gone from trying to be funny to trying to be political shows. Okay? We're not a political show. We talk politics, but we're politics is just one of many things on this show. It seems like at least the opening monologue on those shows like Colbert and, and the other ones, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, why is he even talking about that stuff? They just, they, they've, they've got way too much into the political scene, and I guess maybe it's drawing ratings for them. I don't know what the reason is, but some of these people are funny people, and they don't need to be talking politics. They need to be talking about anything else that makes people laugh. Well, whose boat is this boat? Number two on the Amazon bestsellers list right now. Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face, Stop Believing the Lies, is number three. I don't know what that book is about, but it's number three. Now, I do know this book at number four from author Garten, and it's Ina Garten's Cook Like a Pro, Recipes and Tips for Home Cooks. And that's a beautiful book available right now, number four on the list. And, hey, if you don't know how to cook, check out Ina Garten's book cook like a pro i don't know who she is perhaps she may be someone on television somewhere as a person who does not watch a lot of cooking shows on tv i don't know who's hot and who's not some of these people kind of fizzle away in no time for whatever reason whatever unexplained reason they're the hottest cook and hottest tv person one minute and then the next minute they're they're off the air kind of like paula dean remember when paula dean was the biggest maybe tv personality going certainly in the south and man she was just tearing it up and then a video comes out or something about using a word that she shouldn't have said at one point in a deposition and it essentially helps ruin her career i know she's still got stuff going on but yeah that that's just one example of a chef and paula dean i've interviewed you know at least once she always says she's not a chef she's a cook by the way, Ina Garden is a New York Times best-selling author and the James Beard Award-winning host of Barefoot Contessa, 
which has won an Emmy Award and airs on the Food Network. She lives in East Hampton, New York with her husband. And this book that's out right now that's doing quite well is her 11th book. So all you folks that tune in to the Food Network, you should know who this person is. Miss Garten, Ina Garten, Ina Garten. I don't know exactly what her uh, spelling or the name is pronounced. But cook like a pro, and she is a pro, and it looks like a great book. Now, this guy here, I know a little about. I know a little bit about this fella. John Grisham is number five with his latest book, The Reckoning, a novel. And it is out right now. And a perfect gift for Halloween. Actually, more like for the holidays. But yeah, John Grisham, he's still going. He's now got 32 novels, one work of nonfiction and a collection of stories. And six novels for young readers. And this book just came out. This week on Doubleday, at 432 pages, John Grisham's The Reckoning, a novel. Got a picture of a cotton field, which is appropriate for this time of year. And it is, according to the book nerds out there, the most powerful, surprising, and suspenseful thriller yet from author John Grisham. And I saw a picture of him the other day with a friend of mine who we had on the show not long ago in this by the book feature, Inman Majors. Inman Majors, author of Penelope Lemon and other books that are available for purchase. They both live in Charlottesville, Virginia, and they were at some event together, I guess. Authors love other authors, as the case there with Inman and John Grisham there in Charlottesville. I saw that on Inman's Instagram. He's very active on Instagram, Inman. And I got to thank Inman for helping me get connected with Niles Reddick, another author. And Niles and I have become fast friends all because of him and saying, hey, you ought to know this guy, this this is a, I'll go ahead and say it, this crazy guy. He didn't say that. But it, I got the I got the idea that this guy's a cool guy. Crazy is a cool kind of crazy guy named Niles. And, and you guys should, should know about each other if you're going to be doing a show about the South. So sure enough, I've, I've developed a good bond with Niles. And we'll have Niles back on. Niles has authored about five books now. And he goes around the South speaking and a funny guy, South Georgia native and all that because of Inman Majors, friend of John Grisham. And I haven't seen John Grisham in a while. I've seen him a couple of times in Oxford, Mississippi, which is where he lived prior to moving to Charlottesville, Virginia. Now, why does someone leave the South's literary capital of Oxford and go to Charlottesville, Virginia? Why, you ask? I mean, it's actually a kind of a track record of this even William Faulkner left Oxford for Charlottesville Virginia at one time he was a professor or something like that guest lecturer at UVA before he died in the 1960s so even Faulkner went from Charlotte from Oxford to Charlottesville during his career well so has Grisham but the reason Grisham has done it and this is all based on someone who knows someone that I that I know is the fact that Grisham's wife is a huge horse person, an equestrian czar. And there's a lot of really good horse riding and stables and all that around the Charlottesville area. And it's because of horses why the Grishams went from Oxford to Charlottesville. Of course, he has had one son play baseball for the Virginia Cavaliers back a couple of years ago. So he's putting down roots, you could say, there in Virginia. But of course, his roots really are in the Mid-South. He was 
I think, born in Arkansas, raised just south of Memphis in South Haven. He, he actually served in the Mississippi legislature, representing that part of Mississippi, and then ended up living in Oxford and really launching his career as a, a very unknown author. And, and then all of a sudden his books turned into movies. Quite a success story. And frankly, he's a guy, after publishing a magazine in Oxford for 30 issues, Y'all Magazine, he was the one guy I felt like at some point we could get an interview with and have a really good cover story and just do great things with him, and we never got anywhere. So he, But he, I know he's a really big person. He's a really big star. But John Grisham's got the book out right now, The Reckoning. Maybe, John, hey, if you're listening, next time I see you on the square when you're out on an early morning when you're back in Oxford on an early morning jog or walk or whatever you do, uh, check us out here on the Y'all Show. We'd love to have you on as a guest, sir, despite some of your political leanings that aren't exactly like mine. That's okay. We're, we're all about the South here, sir. Okay, moving on, another book to talk about in the Amazon Top 100 that we want to tell you about, Tucker Carlson. That's a little bit different book compared to the number two book, from the late show with Stephen Colbert, folks. Tucker Carlson from Fox News has the ship of fools, and that is number 10 right now on Amazon's top sellers list. And, man, I need to not only write a book, I need to get one of these cartoon-type books. Those seem to be the real sellers out here in the world of books. So that's available right now. Another book that's doing well revolving around cooking is Whole30. Slow cooker, 150, what is this, 150 totally compliant prep-and-go recipes for your Whole30 with instant pot recipes. Now, what in the world is Whole30? The Whole30 success with all kind of cooking recipes. You can go read about this. This is from Melissa Hartwig, Whole30 slow cooker. All right, that must be a new fad in cookbooks and cooking North Carolina author Nicholas Sparks has a new book called Every Breath, and that's right now sitting at number 15 on the Amazon 100 books that you should check out. Now, I don't know how this, what's going on, this book would suddenly appear number 21 on the list because the Amazon 100, it's just the best-selling books. Well, To Kill a Mockingbird is at number 21 right now, so good for Harper Lee's legendary book about Alabama and civil rights and such showing up at number 21. Maybe there something happened in the news recently to, to bring this book back. But, yeah, that's one of the neat things about this list. You'll see books like this pop up. Bill O'Reilly, his newest book is Killing the SS, the Hunt for the Worst War Criminals in History. And this is part of Bill O'Reilly's Killing series. And that's out right now. Bill O'Reilly and Martin Dugard's book about World War II. And that one... That's something there I would love to read. I, I do like my World War II history, military history. And, and I know these guys were awful people, but it is fascinating to read about the SS with Heinrich Himmler and Goebbels and uh, Hitler and such. I've not read Mein Kampf, probably don't ever plan on reading it. But that little goofy guy, how in the world he got to be the leader of Germany and the awful crimes and such, just uh, just, you know. Unfortunately, we have bad people in the world, and, and Hitler was maybe number one. But uh, unfortunately, we may have others down the road, too. But yeah, Bill O'Reilly, 
I wonder if he's done a book called Killing Hitler. Uh, he probably has. He's done like a hundred of these killing books so far. But his latest is Killing the SS. I wonder when he's going to do Killing O'Reilly. Because <laughs> he kind of has helped kill himself. Uh, at least on Fox News, he'd certainly killed himself with his off-the-air antics. Another book to check out right now, going back to the food world, is the Happy Cookbook, A Celebration of the Food That Makes America Smile. And this is from another Fox guy, Steve Ducey and his wife, Kathy. Oh, how cute is that? These two people, one of which is, you know, they got a son who's on Fox News as well, all over all over the world covering politics. But Steve Ducey, who, you know, when when you sign up to go on television news, did you ever think that one day you'd be penning a cookbook and it would be number 29 on the Amazon top 100 books? Well, that that's the case. It just shows you how strong Fox News is. It shows you how strong that, uh, just like the president, people love celebrities. And they'll go out and buy books. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure that Ducey has pimped the heck out of this book on Fox News in the last couple of days because that's what they do best at Fox. They love to pimp them. Those books and themselves and everything else going on out there. Now, there's a book coming out November 13th called Becoming, and it's on the top 100 list, and it's by Michelle Obama. An intimate, powerful, and inspiring memoir by the former First Lady of the United States. And I know she's made a huge advance on this book. And, of course, she was First Lady from 2009 to 2017. And it'll be number one for sure when it is available. I'm guessing here, maybe the late show Stephen Colbert's uh, colorful co- comedic book will be a top at that time. But look out for Becoming from Michelle Obama right now in the top 50 of the Amazon best-selling books. But heading north, I'm sure, toward the number one spot when it gets available when it becomes available real soon. And that's a little glance at the Amazon best-selling books. Hey, if you like to read books, those are some good choices for you to consider. And, of course, go buy one at your local booksellers if you're fortunate enough to have one of those around. Go to Amazon.com and get one sent to your house. Or if you want to kind of be more of a lazy 21st century kind of person, of course, you've got Kindle, and you can download these things and read it on your iPad or however you like to read books. And enjoy some good reads. Thanks to the Y'all Show. When we come back, we're going to turn from books to the conference that makes the history books all the time. That's the Southeastern Conference. We'll have our SEC Spotlight. We've got big games going on this weekend. Mississippi State and Texas A&M. And the Florida Gators take on the Georgia Bulldogs. We break it all down. Coming up here, stay with us. We see it every day. They cut you off, and they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. 
Moving expenses? There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you have 14 login passwords, and you can't remember any of them. Doug 1. Doug 2. Doug is awesome. Doug is awesome. 1, 2, 3. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. Doug is super cool and percent underscore exclamation point, exclamation point, 1985. Knew it. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Plowing ahead on this Thursday edition of the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Glad to have you back here. Our email address, y'allshow at y'all.com. And again, our new improved website. Go on and find old episodes of the show for free download. We've got the awesome y'all hats that you can wear and show your y'all pride. Y'all.com is the website. Encourage you to join us here on the All Southern Program. Our SEC Spotlight is shining bright. And this weekend... Uh, the sound you hear playing there, uh, Mississippi State. Yeah, the Bulldogs looking to pull a good win this weekend at Davis Wade Stadium as Texas A&M rolls in from the Lone Star State. And that's one of the big games we'll tell you about here momentarily. The lineup for the entire weekend, by the way, you have the battle of who's going to be the worst team in the SEC going on at Razorback Stadium as these two teams who don't get off get together on the gridiron very often. Vanderbilt is at in Fayetteville taking on Arkansas. That's an early kick, 12 Eastern, 11 Central, between Derek Mason's Vanderbilt Commodores and the Razorbacks of U-Pig Suey. You have the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, which we're going to hear a lot about in just a few minutes here. Florida is at Georgia. This is a top 10 matchup. The Gators number 9, Florida, uh, and Georgia's number 7 in the latest poll. This will be the CBS game of the week going on at the TIAA Bankfield in Jacksonville going on this weekend. Kentucky is at Missouri. The Cats ranked number 12, and this will be a 4 Eastern, 3 Central kick on the SEC Network. And the late game on the SEC Network Saturday night the Tennessee Vols looking to get back on the winning side after being shellacked by Alabama. They go to williams Bryce Stadium in Columbia for a game against the Gamecocks. That's a 7.30 Columbia time, 6.30 Central start between the Vols and Will Muschamp's South Carolina Gamecocks. Also, you have – the uh, several teams are off, by the way. Also, you have Saturday the Texas A&M Aggies ranked in the top 20. They're number, 20, they're number 16 in the top 25. 
and they're going to Starkville to take on a Mississippi State program that, frankly, a lot of fans are getting a little perturbed about what's going on with Coach Joe Moorhead's team. We saw Nick Fitzgerald look like a superstar in that Auburn game, and there's been times this year where, man, things have clicked for MSU. But after the performance at LSU and some other games this year that they've had, people are starting to wonder if, if perhaps Mississippi State is too one-dimensional. And, and they have a wonderful defense in Starkville. There's no doubt about that. But why is this team struggling so much passing the ball? I know Fitzgerald can run fairly well. Maybe he's not getting enough protection. There's just, there's just problems in the MSU fan base. They're not very happy what's going on right now at the quarterback position. And so this weekend's game between the Aggies and the Bulldogs is going to show a lot about how far Mississippi State is going to let Nick Fitzgerald have the keys to the kingdom. And will he be the quarterback if, if let's say, Mississippi State is not able to beat Texas A&M? Will he still be the man behind the center when the next game on the schedule comes around for Mississippi State. Remember, they still have to play, let's see, they still have to play, of course, their Egg Bowl rival in Ole Miss, but they also have to play Alabama. So you can go ahead and chalk that one, I'm sure, up as a loss for MSU. And let's see, have they played an East team yet? I'm trying, Besides Kentucky? I, I can't remember if they have or not. Uh, but they, they've got, uh, maybe Vanderbilt goes to state this year. I think I'm right on that. No, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's at Arkansas. I don't know who their cross-divisional team is from the East is this year, but regardless, they still got some work to do in Starkville if they want to have any kind of success going on beyond what, uh, what they've got currently going on in Stark Vegas. Well, the show here at Y'all that we do that is awesome, it's called Maroon and White Report, and it is a show where you can log on on podcast.com, you can go into Apple iTunes, and you'll just see incredible information about the Texas A&M Aggies. And we do this each and every week. It's hosted by Gabe Bach of texags.com. And this week's show features former Aggie quarterback Trevor Knight. Now, Trevor Knight actually quarterbacked at Oklahoma before transferring to Texas A&M. And in 2016, Knight went into Starkville for a game and A&M was beaten by State. But boy, boy, does this have a lasting impression on Knight's mind. And we're going to go in and hear the Maroon and White Report for this week with Gabe Bach. You'll also hear Trevor Knight in this, as, as he was quite vocal, as we said, about this 2016 game that they had in uh, East Mississippi there. Also, you may hear defensive back Justin Dunning. He played for the Aggies at that same time period in this clip, and you'll hear Gabe Bach as well in this clip from the Maroon and White Report and the bashing of Mississippi State. Enjoy. It just sucks, period. I hate that place. Um, from where you have to stay, it's a nasty hotel. I remember we, we did chapel in this ba- – like it's a it was an old bar that was connected to the, the hotel, and the lights didn't work. You're in, it's in the dark. It was just – it was kind of scary almost. And then driving into the stadium, it's nothing but fields and it smells terrible. Mm. You get to the stadium. And like you said, it's not an overwhelming crowd, but the cowbells and they're just a bad type of people. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> and so, yeah. And You're then talking about all of Mississippi, are you? <laughs> yeah, all of Mississippi. Yeah, I almost, like almost all of Mississippi. But, <laughs> I uh, like the place until kickoff. 
Yeah, but uh, it, it, you know, and then on top of it, the only time I've been there was it was a, a, a difficult day for myself and for our team, and so I just don't have any uh, interest in ever going back there. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's something that um, you know they hold their hat on, they hang their hat on. It's um, you know they 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 create this atmosphere that um, you know it's true home field advantage for them, and you have to combat it. Yeah, now I'll give Jimbo credit. Part of staying out there two days is you get the two-night minimums that are required to stay in college towns on college game day weekends. <laughs> A&M is staying in Starkville, Mississippi. They're not having to drive and bus in for a – you know, you had to drive and bus in for like a 40-minute drive for an 11 o'clock game. Think about that. Mm-hmm. They're playing a 6 o'clock game and are staying in Starkville for two nights. I think that makes a huge difference on players. You can get there, you can get acclimated. Those who need the academic side of things, they go do that in the mornings. They walk through the stadium. I kind of like what they're able to do. Plus, because he's committed to two nights, he can stay in town. I just hope they have some air freshener. I'm telling you, that place <laughs> smells, man. It can't be that bad, man. It's Come terrible. <laughs> Take us back it's, there for both of you. I mean, you had to. You were on the team, Justin. You yeah. make the trip, but you're on the team. You're injured and rehabbing. Life kind of sucks at that point anyway. Oh, yeah. But your team is fourth in the country. You go up there favored. Yeah. And then Trevor rips off a 19-yard run, if I remember right, close to the end zone, reaches the arm out, gets – and you know, and it wasn't stopping them on the ground anyway that day. It was going to be difficult whether or not you went out. Tur- turn out you weren't able to play the rest of that game. You injured your shoulder, but really, really painful day for you, f- literally, and for the team, uh, for sure. Too, yeah. Right? yeah, it was tough. Um, we weren't playing well up until the point when I got hurt. Anyways, uh, I think Nick Fitzgerald took a, the first play from scrimmage, like oh, seventy-five. Man. Yep, um, uh. to the house, and and they were hitting on all cylinders so like you said we had we had it all stacked against us jake came in and actually played really really good he did. we just came up a little bit short and that was start to a disappointing second half of the season so you know i'm hoping that you know it's a completely different team it's not even comparable between that team and and the team we have this year and the coaching no staff and the culture um but this is the start of the second half and we need to go in there with you know a chip on our shoulder acting like it's week one and start this thing over and get get a, a win streak going. Yeah, Absolutely. he he bring up a great point, Justin, is this is a completely different A&M team with a completely different coaching staff, mm-hmm. and that's a completely different quarterback right now. That's still Nick Fitzgerald, but he's really struggling. I think mm-hmm. it's a mesh point between him and that head coach right now, and it's not it's not jibing right now in terms of what the head coach really wants to do offensively anyway. and then who he is as a football player. The Mullen factor in him not being there – makes Nick right. Fitzgerald a different player. Absolutely. I think, you know, he's been a Heisman favorite in the past where he's had really good production, but this year he's been kind of struggling. Uh, I mean, you kind of talked about the, the tension between the head coach and the quarterback. You saw early on in the season when he was suspended. You know, they never – I don't think they ever released what he actually did, did they? I don't think so. No. Okay, so, yeah. But the old violation the, of team rules. Violation of team rules, Classic. yeah. Quote, unquote. <laughs> All right, that was Trevor Knight, former quarterback of Texas A&M, going off on Mississippi State. So, Mississippi State fans – Direct all your hate mail, not to me, but to Trevor Knight, as he was, yeah, he didn't hold back when he talked about Mississippi State and did not leave a very good impression. Now, he was bashing that part of Mississippi, and I didn't hear him bash Ole Miss or Mississippi, whatever they're called now. Uh, perhaps in 2016, did they play in Stark? No, did they play in Oxford or in College Station? I can't remember. But anyway, he was not very. Uh, ready to to throw Ole Miss off the cliff. He was certainly – he's already thrown Mississippi State off the cliff there in that clip. Now, Bulldog fans, to give you some kind of 
statement on your behalf. Well, we're going to a pretty good representative for Maroon and White Nation, uh, the the Mississippi State Maroon, because actually Texas A&M has Maroon too, and frankly, they were they were first. So we will hear from Matt Wyatt. Matt Wyatt was the quarterback at Starkville. He was a backup guy that came in and helped lead them to a couple of wins, big wins back when Jackie Sherrill was coaching in Starkville. Well, Matt Wyatt's been a radio personality. He's been a TV personality in Mississippi for a number of years. And he was a guest on the Maroon White Report this week with Gabe Bach in College Station. And that's, again, our sister show that covers, uh, covers Texas A&M sports. Go into Apple iTunes and search for Maroon White Report. And you'll see it. it's a free download. Awesome, awesome show done by Gabe and, and crew there at texags.com. Well, Matt White talks about the quarterback controversy, if you want to call it that, going on inside Joe Moorhead's program. And certainly helps put a little bit cleaner, fresher face on Starkville, Mississippi State University, and all of Mississippi after what Trevor Knight did in the previous clip. So let's hear from Matt Wyatt on the Y'all Show. Well, I think, number one, I said this on my show yesterday, Gabe, and, you know, if I were in Joe Moorhead's shoes, when it comes to criticism, you know, he said yesterday, well, when you don't play well, criticism is warranted. I also said, look, if, if I were in his shoes, I'm only a few years younger than him. If I'm the head coach and I'm making that money, I, I would want you to criticize me and not my players. I might even say, hey, look, man, I can take you. Criticize me. Say what you want. We're fine. Just lay off my QB. Lay off my players. You know. So I kind of look at it from that standpoint um, when it comes to the criticism. And the truth is, at this point, they have to put everything on the table as a possibility because there is nowhere to go but up offensively, right? You've played – look at it this way. You've played four SEC games. You've won one of them, and in that one you blew up uh, running the ball. I mean, just a huge game running the ball, and you beat Auburn running out of the stadium. But the other three, three out of the four SEC games, you lost those three, and in all three you, you barely scratched 200 yards of offense. That is, like, historically bad. It is. It's not just rough. It's not just adversity. It's historically bad. And, I mean, you got to go back way before Mullen got the job to find a stretch like that of non-competitive offense. So with that said, they had no choice but to come into this week, Gabe, and go as a staff, sit around the table and go, boys, even things we haven't considered, we got to consider it starting today, and that might mean playing different people. It might mean opening up some position battles, something. Do some, you know, things we haven't run. And so with that, Joe Moorhead said yesterday that they're going to look strongly at the possibility of intentionally playing um, uh, Keaton Thompson uh, a little bit in the first half, maybe a little bit in the second half. He said, for you know, one primary reason is, Nick Fitzgerald's just getting beaten up because he's, yeah. he's carrying he's carrying the ball so much that you kind of want to preserve him a little bit because you have some winnable games coming up. It's almost smart to let him get a rest every now and then in the game when he's carrying the ball twenty five times a ball game. So we're going to see some different stuff for sure. Do you think playing Keaton Thompson would be a welcome sight in the locker room, or would that mess it up a little bit? No, I, I don't think it'll mess it up. Um, you know, to, uh, I, I'm not in their quarterback meeting room every day, but I do know the guys, and 
you know, Nick and Keaton both are team guys. They really are. I, I think if um, one goes in or one comes out, I think they're going to be they're, they're fine with it. And, and I don't think we are yet to a point, Gabe, where this is, hey, let's try this kid out. If he plays well, we'll just leave him in there permanently. I, I don't think they're to that point. And I think Nick wants to win bad enough that he's willing to look at it and say, hey, man, whatever it takes sure. to spark us, we, we got to do it. Matt Wyatt's Mississippi State Radio color analyst on their broadcast, and he's with us right now on the Mac Resource Computers Hotline. The bigger mystery, I mean, to me it's not that mysterious. Fitzgerald's not a great passer, and the Moorhead-Fitzgerald element here, it's, he doesn't have Dan Mullen anymore. So uh, the bigger mystery to me is you got an 1,100-yard back in Arius Williams, and he's not playing very much. He's not getting many carries. Is this self-sabotage for him, or what's going on with Arius Williams? Gabe, number one, Kylan Hill is just better. Matt Wyatt, who is a Mississippi personality, he quarterbacked the Mississippi State Bulldogs in the 1990s. He's worked in television. He has had a statewide syndicated radio show covering Mississippi State sports, and he is the color analyst on the Mississippi State Radio Play-by-Play Network, and he was a guest this week on our sister show for Texas A&M Aggie fans, the Maroon and White Report with Gabe Bach in that clip there from this week's episode. Matt Wyatt, good Southern boy. I think he's from Montgomery, Alabama, originally big outdoorsman. Married to a former homecoming queen at Ole Miss. So, yeah, Annabeth, that's his wife. Good good combination there. Ole Miss and Mississippi State getting together. They've been married 12 years, something like that now. I remember when they got married. It was a, kind of a controversial wedding. You know, house divided. No, but they, they, they seem to... As far as I know, I don't want to make accusations. They seem to be doing just fine, and, and kudos to those two. As I know her a little bit more than I know Matt Wyatt, I've I've had him on a show or two, and and good. He's a good guy on the radio. He's really good at doing the radio thing, and you probably heard some of that come out in that clip there. Well, that contest, Mississippi State and Texas A&M, is just one of the two marquee matchups this weekend in the SEC. After this timeout, we'll come back and hear all about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, or they got a politically correct term for it now that I'm not going to use, but most people call it the WLOCP, and that's that's what it'll always be to the, the old-timers like yours truly. And we'll tell you all about Florida, Georgia, Georgia, Florida. We'll hear from the head coaches of the respective schools up next as we conclude today's Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you 
you take back control of your money and finances. And it gives you penalty-free access to your savings. Plus, it beats the pants off any 401k or IRA. These are uncertain times, so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security. To get this free report, go to bankonyourself.com right now. That's bankonyourself.com. Bankonyourself.com. This here is the story of Lawrence, who always wanted to play pro football. His parents supported his love of the game, sent him to special camps, and then in college, pro scouts came to a bunch of games where Lawrence was playing the trumpet at halftime. Yeah, Lawrence was never that good at football, gave up by the time he got to college. But he also learned how Geico could save him a lot of money on car insurance, so he switched and saved. So, this here story has a happy ending after all. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Orange and blue from the Florida Gators. Go Gators. And of course, sick them, you hairy dogs or whatever Georgia Bulldogs fans say. Love the world's largest outdoor cocktail party here in this final segment of the Y'all Show with John Rawl. This is the pseudo bowl game. It's the most exciting football game played in Jacksonville, Florida all year long. Yeah, I know they got an NFL franchise there, but this is the ticket when it comes to football in Duval County, Florida. And I love how they split the field there, 50-50 between Florida and Georgia fans. And it's it's always a beautiful scene. And it's the Vern Lundquist special, the 3.30 Eastern kickoff on CBS, even though Vern's no longer 
doing play-by-play, it'll always his voice will be synonymous really with that CBS mid-afternoon kickoff. But yeah, this is going to be a really good matchup this year. You got two top ten teams going off against each other in Florida and Georgia, and we're going to go now to what the coaches had to say going into this weekend's clash. With a lot on the line, Georgia's already got one loss. Florida's got one loss. They're, I guess, in the SEC tied at this point. And whoever emerges from this really has a very good chance to emerge as conference or division champs with a chance to win conference champs. But Kentucky has a lot to say so in, in all this matter and d- debate as well. Well, Dan Mullen, in his first year coaching the Florida Gators, he knows a thing or two about this rivalry, having been an assistant in Gainesville for a number of years during the Urban Meyer era in Gainesville. Well, he talked about this matchup and more in his weekly press conference earlier this week. Here is the head coach of the Florida Gators. Do you have a favorite Florida-Georgia memory from your time here? Oh, it was pretty cool. Um, You know what? I didn't. I I was looking back, like, you know, just looking at it. It was a little while back thinking about it because I was like, okay, I wonder what happened. And you don't always remember all the games. Um, I remember oh, oh, the 05 win was a pretty big win because it was a big win for our program. Um, 08 was a lot of fun. Um, you know, coming, we were up huge and coming down on the field, you know, because I was usually up in the box, so I didn't always get to experience all that fun stuff on the field back then. So to come down on the field for the, the last two minutes of the game was pretty cool. And the, the schedule, just the weirdness of it, where you don't leave the state for the rest of maybe the rest of the year, rest of the season. How I like that? I know. How good is that? Huh? How cold it is in this room right now makes you right. I mean, like this. <laughs> I mean, we were we were at Vanderbilt, and I was watching our guys warm up, and you would have thought we were in Green Bay or something right there. But like ski hats on, and so we do better in the state of Florida. The Mullinator talking about Florida Georgia, the rivalry that is a really good one. You know, I don't think it's got a cute nickname other than the world's largest outdoor cocktail party or whatever else they call it. But as far as like Georgia's rivalry with Auburn, they call it the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Georgia's rivalry with Georgia Tech is clean old-fashioned hate. I don't know of any similar thing for this one. But look, I've been to Athens, Georgia on many occasions. There is no bar, or I hope it's still open. It it was a couple years ago. There's no bar in Athens called Yellow Jacket Haters. There's no bar called Tiger Haters, but there's been a bar, and hopefully it's still rocking and rolling, called Gator Haters. They don't like the Florida Gators in Georgia, and they don't like the Georgia Bulldogs in Florida, and I love it. That's what college football is all about. Friendly, good contest, good clean contest, and this is really one of the best games going. No matter what the record books, this is an awesome college football game between these two schools each and every year. And this weekend will be a match between two top ten teams. How about that? Well, Kirby Smart played in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party back in the 1990s, and now he'll have a chance to once again skipper a Georgia football team into Jacksonville and perhaps come out with the W and get his team back focused on returning to Atlanta for the SEC championship. Well, Coach Smart spoke earlier this week in Athens at his weekly press conference, and here now is the coach talking about the Gators. I think that's one of the big differences with uh, with Dan's offense. You know, he had backs at times at Mississippi State, but he never consistently had backs. He's got a really good stable of backs. I mean, very similar to ours. 
from a kind of a three-headed monster, and they use those guys. They're all thick lowers, powerful guys, run through arm tackles, good running backs. Um, and you look at P. Ryan and uh, uh, Scarlett do a great job. I mean, they, first of all, they do a good job catching the ball in the backfield, and they use them as wideouts. But they're physical downhill runners, and their offensive line is really big. They've got an offensive line, guys, that has played a lot of football games in the SEC. When you look across the offensive front, those are the same guys that have been there. A lot of them played as freshmen. So they've got a very experienced offensive line and a group of backs that are physical. Georgia head football coach Kirby Smart after his press conference this week in Athens talking about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party rivalry, Georgia-Florida, Florida-Georgia, and that is a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central kick on Saturday in Jacksonville. Now, you got a couple of teams taking the week off. Of course, next weekend, the huge weekend with LSU and Alabama going against each other in Baton Rouge. But those two teams have the weekend off, as well as Auburn and the Mississippi Landsharks enjoying a week off this weekend as well. But again, remind you, Vanderbilt's at Arkansas. Kentucky is at Missouri. Texas A&M's at Mississippi State. The Vols go to Columbia to take on the Gamecocks. And as we just said, Florida is at Georgia. And that is your SEC Spotlight here on the Y'all Show on this Thursday. And that will wrap it up for this edition of the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent. John Rawl, thanking you for being a part of the show. We will be back Friday to get you ready for the weekend. We'll have a lot of fun. We'll look back at some fun in the week. All that on the Friday show. Have a great rest of your day. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. (sighs) There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. We see it every day. They cut you off, and they tick you off. It's called road rage. But they're not mad at you. They're mad they overpaid on a used car because they didn't go to Carfax.com. Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report. So you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. I can't believe it. That we're playing 4 and 4 basketball with a barbershop quartet? Pass the ball, pass the rock. We're open, just pass the ball. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo 
Today, I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.